You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm telling you, if one I mean just take one casino to give me oh, a stage. No. And I could really put up something pretty amazing. Well, the one there. casino that did have the little guy who would perform it for the oh no, that ended up different. going out of business. So I don't know if casinos are conducive to the little entertainer. That is not it. I just <laughs> need one stage, and I'm telling you, it could be a huge hit in Vegas. Like I could do it every night. I go out there, I do a little bit of crooning, you know, I do a little bit of dancing, maybe show off some moves. I could do a one man probably three hour show. I think I could do three hours. Oh, that's so embarrassing that three you Three hours. So. <laughs> three hours. That's that's all I need. All right, we're going to talk about this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to get to today. I do want to say this. A huge thank you to everyone out there who goes to funemploymentradio.com. And clicks on the Amazon link. Oh boy! You have a very special place in our hearts, and we want to make I sure. I don't like that to share a heart with you. Well aware of that, and my heart uh, goes out to you each and every time That's you click on that button. The place where his heart know would be if he had one. That when you go to funemploymentradio.com and you click on that Amazon link. My heart is touched, and that's Ew, a very important. Nobody thing. wants to touch your heart. I was trying to be a, like a soft-spoken, like you're hey, not good at being soft-spoken. Everything that you try to do soft-spoken just makes you sound creepy. No, this is like connecting with people. That was <laughs> my new spot connecting. where it was like you connect. Like my heart is touched by what you've done today. Don't stop saying that people are touching your heart. Well, I'll, I'm already stuck in that. I'm stuck in a loop. You do. You get stuck in loops. Well, I'm in that loop. I know. Anyway, go to funemploymentready.com. Click on the Amazon link. That would be awesome. Also, coming up today, we've got uh, <laughs> our interview with Matthew Broussard, who is a fine comedian. He's got a, a, a special coming out on Comedy Central and an album today. So uh, October 21st. So it's out. So if you're listening now, you can hear it. And then, of course, it'll be available for your purchasing of, of his album. He's cool. So he called in. We talked We talked briefly, and I'll bring this up when we get into the interview. Uh, Sarah wasn't here for this one. She had to leave. So I, it was a phone interview with me and him. He talks a bit in his act how he has a um, kind of like an 80s bad guy 80s movie bad guy yeah he looks like guy. a like an 80s villain yeah like a like a high school like bully villain from yeah the or 80s. like a fraternity villain his like, name would be like Chaz or something yeah and he has that yeah. look and he talks about it in his act and uh, we we did briefly talk about um, our punchable faces oh so. you totally have a highly punchable face I've, I've been told that and I don't understand it's I don't just understand something it about myself, the way your face is made it doesn't make any sense to me but uh, anyway apparently he has the same thing so we, we talked about that I'll be playing that interview here in just a little bit so awesome. all kinds of things to get to um, but to start this off, though, just before we went on air, Sarah and I were talking about some of our, our side gigs, and somehow we landed on this subject where I think if I got a three-hour stage, I think three hours, maybe three that hours. That is way too long for you. Maybe oh my two God. hours. I'd say 30 minutes max. 30 minutes. Okay, fine. We'll start with 30 minutes. If I get a stage in Vegas... You know, because there's going to be, you know, there's lots of little side rooms where you have performers and people go in there to see a Vegas show. I think I would be amazing at being a, at doing a Vegas show. Okay, Greg's like totally flailing his T-Rex arms right now. All right, Greg, if you think you would be amazing at a side mm-hmm. room Vegas show, mm-hmm. what would you be doing? You keep talking Five. about okay. crooning. All, All I hear is you sing like repeated no. parts of songs over and over again. Like I can feel it. No, so are you going to sing "Fly Me to the Moon" for a half hour? Fly me to oh the moon. God. Thank you. That's right. Okay, so here's how it would work. 
Here's how this would work. Number one, I would drink like three pots of coffee before I went out there. And so it's, imagine yeah, the side room. Yeah, you do your best room, work when you're completely cracked out of your mind. Probably about 150, 200 people is what I'm thinking for this room. And so I come out there. This is going to be like the big act. People come to Vegas and they want to see everything, you know, but you've got so many different performers in Vegas. You've got all the, you know, you can go see singers, you can go see dancers, you can go see a play, you can go see some kind of stage show, you can go see a magician. I'm giving you right, all of them in one. There are some this questions. All right. So how, how long <laughs> is it going to be? <sighs> I think you should call it Tiny Greg's World of Wonder. No, it is not Tiny Greg's World of Wonder. No, that is not. That is I not. I wish you wearing be. sparkly gloves and saying, "Welcome to Tiny Greg's World of Wonder." No, I'll, and then you go, "Fly me to the moon," and then you have your like your your sparkly hands. I will you tell do a you, lot of handwork. I will. You tell do a you, lot of handwork in Tiny Greg's World of yes, Wonder. There is a lot of handwork, but I will tell you what this show is going to be about. You're not you're not directing this show. You're not even part of the production. I can see you trying to eke in there and try to get a part of this. I'm I'm a producer by trade. Well, okay, uh, number one. You know, here's, here's how it's going to work. So, you know, 100, 150 people, maybe 200. And I don't know what the name of it is yet, so I'm not sure. But I'm going to give you everything in one. So the show would start like this. There is a suggestion yeah. for oh a name. Oh, my gosh, I'm trying to we explain just need to, We need to get the name going first. That's what you have to do. If you're going to write a book, you need a title. This is what you need. Uh, so let's see. There's uh, Greg Nibbler is It's a Small World After All. That's one no. of the suggestions. No, we're not, no, we're not doing that. All right, what about this one? Greg Nibbler Boy crooner. Not bo- no, boy crooner is not good. That was suggested. No, by I don't our want boy Greg. crooner. What about like jack of all trades? Because you're getting everything in one, you know, all the different performances all at one. Are you going to be a magician? Uh, if you would let me explain my show, I think you would understand how this would work. Okay. Okay, number one. Tiny here's Greg's how the show World starts. of Wonder. No, that's just the working title. It is you not need something. Tiny Greg's World of Wonder. We're not playing off the small. This is big. This is big time. We're going big time here. So I would come out. You know, everybody's seated there and they're all, you know, they're anticipating me coming out. And I come out, first off, how the show starts. They're all guessing how tall you are. First off, how the show starts. No, everybody's looking at the stage, okay? It's a dark room. You're all looking at the stage. Everybody's sitting at their tables, highly anticipating this. They're really waiting for it. And slowly the curtains go up. What? There's nobody there. And so they just shine the lights down and there's just a single spotlight. And then you hear something from the back. And you hear this, you hear a little piano music that goes, doo-doo. Fly me to the moon. And here's, here's the kick You're of the flying entrance. in on a here's moon? Here's the entrance. <laughs> God dang it, Sarah. Let me tell my punchlines here. This is my, this is my dream. Yes, there's a big rope from the wall, from the ceiling. And it, on it is like a moon. And I'm riding the moon. And I ride the moon up to the stage. And I jump off. And I do a flip. And I land onto the, onto the stage. And then, you know, everybody's erupting and in, in, uh, clapping and, and cheering and everything like that. As I fly onto the stage, I've got an amazing suit on. Gloves are good. You I realize do you are Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but the nighttime version. No. He's on a sun. You're on the moon. Oh, well, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so, um, so, no, I mean, I would, I would fly in there and then I'd do a flip and I'd land on the stage and, uh, and then I'd be singing you can't Fly do that Me to the Moon. thing where you can back, where you can like. Pop yourself up. I can. Yeah. And so I would sing Fly Me to the Moon. You know, I'm singing Fly Me to the Moon. Everybody's erupting in applause. And then by the time I get done, you know, I'm, I walk up to everybody and, uh, you know, they're all like, everybody's in awe because this is the best opening they've, they've ever seen. And so I, um, 
so after that, you know, they want to see a little bit of everything. So then I stand there and do a little chit-chatting with the crowd. Like, hey, where'd you guys come in from Why don't you give me, do me, you, give me some crowd work? Hey, hey, everybody, how you doing tonight? Oh, my gosh. Well, you see, there's going to be so much applause. It's going to be tough, tough to do. Um, like, thank you so much for coming down here to see me today. It's a beautiful, beautiful night here in Las Vegas where dreams come true and the lights are twinkling. And I feel like there needs to be some sort of, like, uh, instrumental, like, you know, some piano music going behind you. Yeah, because there would be. Kinda... Oh, I would have a piano player on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the piano player, and he's just playing some like whimsical Everybody tunes. Give a, give a hand to Cedric, our piano player here for the evening. Cedric's going to be here all night. Uh, Cedric is a wonderful, wonderful addition to this uh, performance that I've put together here for you. You know, one of the great things about Vegas when I was a kid, and I'd come down here, and you know, you got so many things going on. There's so much action and and uh, enchantment that happens in this city, and people are falling in love and out of love and back in love again. But here tonight, we're all going to. Fall in love like we did for that first time. So here's what's going to happen, uh, everybody. You know, you want to you want to come to Vegas. You want to see a singer. You know, you want to see a dancer. You want to see the performances, oh God, and that's dance? one of the great things. You know, you get a good dinner and you're out there, and you want to see you want to see it all. You want to be everywhere at the same time, but you can't. And that's why you come here tonight. That's why you came here to see this show. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give you all of it tonight. And then they. Whoa. All right, first up for your performance this evening. Get it, crowd work. Big thank you to Cedric over there again. Cedric performing on the piano. Doing a great job. How are we doing? You know, and then I'll stop watching oh, a song. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and then I'll watch into another song. Like, it'll be an original song, you know, and I'll sing it along. And then after that, you know, we, we slowly, after the, that song, like, all right, everybody, let's get this show on the road. And then the, the curtains go down. Okay, and so it's, it's, wait for a second. There's a little bit of like set change stuff going on. Lift the curtains back up, and it's a diner scene on the stage. And so it's me sitting at a diner, you know. And this is where we uh, we do like an act thing. So there'll be like a little mini play with me, and there'll be a waitress. There, you, I was gonna no. say you're interacting with a gum snapping waitress. Go, yeah, she's Who's sassy. snapping her gum. She's sassy. Who's sassy, and I'm just. What, what can I get you, darling? <laughs> oh God, well, ma'am, I'd like some of those pancakes that you have back there. You know, and I'm like a real like fifties. Oh uh, God, outfit. and then she has like the claw bangs, uh-huh. and she's like Earl. Order for number uh, number two. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so that's happening, and then it's like a diner, and there's like a fake car out there, and I'm I'm a traveling salesman, you know, just traveling around and stopping in these tiny towns. I got no home, nowhere to go. My home is the road, but boy, this girl's driving me in. And then, see, and this is my like first person talking to the audience. You know, I've been on the road. Like, I turn around oh, and break the fourth wall. Oh, you're breaking the fourth, the fourth wall. wall. You know, I've been on the road for a long time So now. can the waitress hear what you're saying to no. the audience? No, the waitress can't hear what I'm saying. She can't hear what you're saying. No, this, the, the spotlight just turns to me when I turn to the crowd and I break the fourth wall. So that's wall. how people know that she can't hear that you're mm-hmm. talking to them. No, she's just back there, like, cleaning and, you know, doing waitress things. Or, I don't know, cooking, her waitress stuff. cooking things. And no things Earl's like cooking. Uh, and, and, you know, and I sit, talk to the crowd, you know, because this is going to strike home with everybody, like... <laughs> It's been a long time now. So, since. So that's starting to sound like we're Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> well, this is all part of the act. This is because this is what you're going to get in everything. All right, and People so, love that shit. <laughs> so I'm saying to the crowd, you know, like, yeah, I've been on the road for so long now. You know, uh, uh, Jenny and I, we broke up so long about, ago. That's really tacky. Nobody wants to hear about your ex. Oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> I won't bring up the excellent. So, so that that goes on, and then I turn back, and then what at are the you very selling? End, what are your traveling salesman wears? Uh, I sell uh, faucets. You sell faucets. Yeah. 
You sell faucets. I guess. I don't know. It doesn't really matter what I sell. I don't even, I don't even think I ever address what I'm selling. Like, what I'm selling. No, because you have what to address selling, what you're selling is because that leads into the act. What and I'm you incorporate s- it into your act. What I'm selling oh God. is an idea. Oh, no. The idea of romance. The idea of With love. With faucets? It's not faucets. No, I'm I'm selling the idea of romance. And so, basically, me and this this woman at the at the restaurant, you know, we slowly... <laughs> We slowly start uh, dancing. We realize we have a connection, you know, because she's. Well, you're dancing she works, with the waitress. Who's she works to work? so much, and then our favorite song comes on. You know, know, and it's Cedric. It's songs. always Cedric who's back there playing. The, Cedric's like a very int- big part of this. Okay, and so that happens. We dance. We dance around. We do a little twirl, and this is where you get your dancing in. So you've already got the songs. You just got to play. Now you're getting dancing, and we do a whole dance routine. It's almost like a Dancing with the Stars kind of thing, and we dance to like hits from the '50s. You know, and then we'll change it up a little bit, and then all of a sudden there's a little flamenco in there. Oh no! And we're doing this, so we're going about this, and uh, and you know we're we're having our dances and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Bill's saying, "What about the funny?" Well, you gotta you gotta wait for it because this is still going here. So after hey, the it, dancing, will, will it ever end? After the heavy romance, you know, a very heavy, passionate, romantic scene that's going on there on stage. You know, well, you're we, molesting a waitress. Yeah, well, and the waitress <laughs> was funny. To do her job. The waitress was funny. She What's was, her name? Her name's Patty. I figure. I, I think her name's Patty. Yeah, it could be Patty. Mm-hmm. All right. Patty I can words. see it on her name tag as clear as day. Okay. Blue, yeah, blue waitress uniform with a white apron, white collar. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So so I'm dancing with Patty, you know, and then then a big passionate kiss at the end, and you know, the whole audience is like, woo. Nobody wants to see you force it's yourself upon the waitress. I'm not forcing myself upon it's a will there or won't they kind of situation, because that's what you want. Okay. So no. It's all been a big five minute build Fine. up. Fine. <laughs> five minute build up. Of our romance, and as we're we're all okay, this is the way it ends. We almost kiss, and then, ding ding ding, pancakes are ready. And then she's got to go get the pancakes, and then oh, Stop I've got to get pancakes? on the road. And, uh, some you, why do you jacks. say pancakes? Weird. Some hotcakes, some oh, flapjacks. No. Okay, so that happens. Curtains go back down. Audience erupts in applause. They're loving what's happening right there. All right, I come back out on stage. And that's when I do a little bit of. Have you changed your clothes? Are you still wearing your traveling faucet salesman clothes? Always change clothes. Okay. Every single act has a different um, set of clothes on. Then I come out and I do like, I don't know, I don't know what I'll do in this part. I do. (sighs) We need to get. This is when you do like a comedy stand up. This is when you do like a little bit of a stand up routine. Stand up or magic. Okay. No, I reinterpret classic uh, comedy bits. Oh. From like, who's on first? Who's on? We, do, we do some of those, and I slip on like a banana peel kind of thing. Like, we do some real like hijinks kind of comedy. And so I do some of that for a while. Then the music starts picking up, and as the, music, as the music's picking up, we have to get some kind of athletic demonstration because, you know, people go to Vegas and they want to see like trapeze artists and like Cirque du Soleil and all that stuff. And uh, so Cedric wheels his piano out there, and Cedric's playing the piano, you know, and at this point... Um, it's time to show some athletic. This is the prominence. weirdest show we've ever done. So after I'm doing this, I, I'm like, you know, that's breaking the fourth wall, by the way. One of my favorite things here that uh, I did as a child, you know, I I grew up out in the country, and you know, one of the things that helped me gain confidence was me learning a little bit about karate and oh, taekwondo. Oh no, not the karate! And then yeah, because it is. Taekwondo. Are you gonna have your bow staff? Yes, and somebody. Will Cedric hand you your Cedric, bow staff? Why don't you hand me that bow staff here? And then I do a coordinated. Yeah, this is all coming like far too naturally to you. Like I'll do it. Well, I mean, it just makes. Like, sense. have you been thinking? It's being asked if you've been thinking about this for a while because you've never discussed your Vegas one man 
this weird is, show with gonna me. It's going to be amazing. So the next step is the bow staff routine set to piano. So it's classy, but also a bow staff routine. Now, is and it like my, a, a dress bow staff? Is it the basic wood, or do you like spice it up a little? Do you maybe like put some silver paint on it to maybe bedazzle it a bit? It lights up on the ends. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when I'm twirling around, it's... Mm-hmm. You know, and... Um, yeah, and so I do my bow staff routine to that, and that shows shows my physical prowess, and, like, I jump out over the audience, you know, at one point, and, um, and I twirl it over there, and then I invite some ladies up on stage. Oh, yeah, so at the end of the bow staff, oh, okay. I invite some ladies up on stage. How, is it almost over now? And then we get into the magic routine. You see, this is why it's got to be three hours. So after the bow staff routine, I've showed the athletic prowess. We've got dancing. We've got uh, some comedy. We've got singing. Now we need some magic. And this is this is the big closer. It's like you know what tonight's all about. Tonight's about romance. Tonight's about why Vegas. do you why are you tonight's focused on romance? <laughs> magic because everybody goes to Vegas because they want you know they want love and they, this is the kind of audience. Why do you go? I don't go to Vegas. I go there to get drunk with my friends and I don't know people want romance or something. Isn't it? Isn't that what it is? So now after the after after showing my athletic prowess, you know I invite the ladies up on stage. I'm like you know what you might be tonight, a little sweaty though, after all that bow stuff. Cedric, so we're here with me. Well, yeah, I do have a costume change. That's true. And I come back out and I'm a little bit flashier. And I'm like, uh, you know, one of the other, my favorite things growing up was watching magic. You know, how does it work? Why do you keep referencing growing up and, and romance? Like you, Cause I'm, I'm relating loop. to everybody because everybody, everybody's you know, grown up. Everybody thought, you know, at some everybody point. Everybody was smaller at one point and now they're bigger. No. And then everybody at some point, you know, had, uh, had, had, you know, um, like, you know, they liked some magician or something like that. The wonders of the world. You know, we when we're brought into this world, everything's That's true, because you tie it back to Tiny Greg's World of Wonder. It's not Tiny Greg's World of Wonder. <sighs> anyway, that's when I go into my magic routines, and I invite a couple of lovely young ladies up onto the stage. Yes, because I'm sure your audience is going to be packed full of y- lovely young ladies. Uh, I know, I know. I mean, we, usually, you know, we prefer people already paired up, but I'll have some lovely young ladies that will come up on stage with me that I'll bring out of the audience. You know, I'll pick them out of the audience myself, and uh, and then I'll have, like, an usher go get them and bring them up and stuff like that. So mm. it's very special. And I give them a rose when they come up, too. I give them each a rose. And so then they're going to be my assistants for my magic act. All and right. then we launch into the magic act. We end with a big shebang. And the big, the big exit is uh, the moon drops back down. And <laughs> that is it's always sunny. No, but he yeah. doesn't. His just drives down. You go over the audience. I go over the audience. Like, and I fly. It, I fly out. <laughs> like, wasn't it Justin Bieber? I remember hearing about one of his concerts where he, like, flies over his audience in, like, a heart-shaped cage. Like, seriously. Oh, that's a good idea. But yours isn't, but you are like floating over the audience as you like wave goodbye as uh-huh. you get back on your moon after giving everyone right. the night of their life. Enjoy the night, ladies and gentlemen. The night is yours. Magic is in the air and so is romance. And then I fly off. Boom. And then you fade into the distance. A little bit of everything. The jack of all trades. You should call it Greg of all trades. Greg of all trades. Oh. 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 You're welcome. You're welcome. Greg of all trades is not bad. Greg of all trades. Yeah. Yeah. That's not That's not a bad name. And you can have your hands like. Everybody wants to go see Greg of all trades. Have you heard about Greg of all trades? Have you Greg heard of, of this trades? Greg of all trades show? Oh, man. I, don't know, I heard it's like a little bit of everything. Like, you know, I know you're not really into like musicals. Mm-hmm. I heard it's like musicals and like a little bit of comedy. Yeah. Uh, I heard there's some karate in there. Yeah. You get everything. This is the thing. You get everything in this show. You don't have to go to a million shows. Yeah, there's a magic shows. show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll do some handstands and stuff, too, in there when I'm doing my uh, bow staff, my athletic mm. prowess. Yeah, yeah. I'll do a couple handstands. Sure. Um, yeah, I think there it is. I 
I think that that's something to think I think we've summed about. it up. So, dear Las Vegas, uh, if you are looking for a new Somebody's Sidak, I do need to hire a Cedric. I will have to have a Cedric. That's going to be necessary. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's important. But other than that, oh, yeah, and uh, Patty. Well, I'll fill those roles. That'll be easy. Yeah. Like, you don't even need to see. Earl doesn't even, Earl can just be a pre-recorded voice. Wait, who's Earl? He's the cook. Oh, yeah, that's right. Earl's, yeah, Earl's not there. Earl's not taking up any stage. No, you just hear from the back. I'll be like, "Uh, order up. Pancakes are ready. You know, and yeah. You can even do some ventriloquism and like throw your voice so that you can even be, so in the credits. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and people will know. You can be like, and Greg Nibbler was magician, karate master, crooner, Earl. Right, yeah, Greg of all trades. Greg of, and then you go, Greg mm-hmm. of all trades. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm now I'm liking it. You may get an assistant producer credit for that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's about it. But okay. Well, anyway, that's that's what I'm thinking. That's where I'm thinking this is. Okay. This can go. We all have. Somebody our in the chat said someone should uh, animate this. That, that, that would be awesome <laughs> if we know any animators. Um, yeah, that would actually be. I would watch that over and over again. This is how my show would work. Mm-hmm. This is how Greg of all trades. Man. I want to make this happen now. Do you know the acronym for Greg of all trades is GOAT? <laughs> so is greatest of all time, Sarah. That's not what it is. It's Greg of all trades. No. Don't, no, I didn't think don't about get goat. them mixed up. Dang That's it. definitely not. I'm going to have to really specify they don't put the name like that outside. It can't be GOAT. They can't, <laughs> goat they can't do an acronym. <laughs> no, it can't be an acronym. No, they've got to spell it all out. I'll be real specific with the staff on that. Well, I'll let the bidding war begin, and we'll leave that there. Uh, Should we play our interview with Matthew Broussard? Please do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, I bet he's super stoked that he's on this episode. I'm sure he is. I'm (laughs) sure he's really stoked he's on this one. So, Matthew Broussard, uh, yeah, do you have it? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you do? No, I have the ID. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sorry. Uh, So, Matthew Broussard, uh, his album Pedantic comes out today. He's really, really funny, and he's been on Conan in a bunch of different places. Uh, So, he called in just to kind of talk about that. And he's an artist, too, which is really interesting. Yeah, his his art is really, really cool. So we, we do talk about that in this as well. So you can, uh, it's Monday Punday is actually the name of his. Which is really, I actually went to his website and I was doing it for a while because basically he draws a pun and then you have to try and guess what it is and you can fill in your answer. And if you get it right, you know, then it goes on to the next one. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm it's not very awesome. good at puns though. I found out. It turns <laughs> out you're not the not, I'm not so a good pun at that. Master, no. All right. All right. Well, anyway, he is. So it is Matthew Broussard right here on Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Joining us now on Fun Employment Radio, he has his album and a special coming out on Comedy Central, both this Friday, October 21st. It's called Pedantic. We are joined by Matthew Broussard. Hello, Matthew. Hello, hello. Howdy. (laughs) So, Matthew, I mean, I want to say I've been watching a bunch of uh, your clips on YouTube, um, and I'm really looking forward to the album. You are absolutely hilarious. But I I was curious how you came up with the the material for this album. So is this your first album? This is my very first album. Yeah, I've been doing comedy five years. This is a culmination of that. And um, I wrote a lot of it. So when I was two years in, I kind of got thrown into doing college shows like an hour at at colleges way before i was ready and the material is obviously very heavily influenced by that i talk about doing a lot of college shows and and a lot of my material is based around like fields of academia okay yeah (laughs) how did you i'll admit (laughs) well hey i mean i i've heard though that you know starting out that's one of the good circuits to get on our colleges um it's kind of it it pays well yeah. yeah it's a good way to make a living yeah so how did you get into that um, I, um, well, I was just two years in the county. I was living in Houston, Texas, 
And I got a little uh, a spot on a show called Adam Devine's House Party on Comedy Central. Oh yeah, I love and that, that show. Got me, yeah, yeah, that was my big break. I got it. I was living in uh, Houston, and I auditioned in Austin. And they, I guess, they had like twenty four spots for the season. And a lot of it's picked based on you know comics in L.A. and New York and agents and politics. Right. And uh, they just threw me a bone. I had never stepped foot in California or New York to do comedy, and that got me a college agent. Damn, that's a uh, huge break. That's on. awesome. Congratulations. It was, it was really fortunate, yeah. <laughs> it's and be I a... got fired very shortly after that, and that was what made my transition to full-time comedy, my unwilling transition, Wait, uh, financially feasible. So. You got fired from your regular job? I did, yeah. I was a financial analyst. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and basically, the... It was, overall, it was comedy was kind of comedy and work were tearing my life in two different directions, uh-huh. and it was going to crack eventually. The the final straw was uh, I shouldn't say this. Uh, my car got broken into, my work computer got stolen. Oh no! And it was yeah, and it was like this huge debacle. We had to. It was yeah. We it was a lot of trouble, uh, and it was my fault. So I had to take the fall basically. Oh man, that's that's harsh. I can only imagine a financial analyst's computer has uh, surely nothing private on it at all. No secure data. Uh, there. It's got. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go into that. <laughs> I don't think my boss will listen to this, but you're exactly right. It was used solely for that purpose. Uh, yes. Oh man. Oh, that's that's awful. Well, at least it uh, was a quick transition. Then you didn't have to spend time thinking it was- about it. Yeah, I didn't have to didn't have to wait tables. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got lucky. Yeah. Cried a lot. Cried a whole bunch, but that was, <laughs> that was, that was all right. I would imagine. Uh, well, I mean, now you're onto this. Like you were just on Conan, uh, what, a few months ago? Um Yeah, Ju- late July, yeah. Yeah, which was which was great. And one of the things you talk about on there is I mean, and you bring this up is your appearance, um, saying mm-hmm. like basically that you look like an eighties asshole bully. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh just a yeah, typical kind of Howard Hughes bad guy. <laughs> it's true. I mean, and, it's a good yeah, look. Features. It's a here's the thing. I never I never address it as that. I'm never right. saying that I think I look good. I'm just saying I have a, a appearance that people naturally distrust. Like a punchable. I understand. <laughs> it's like the punchable face thing. A very punchable face. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. which uh, I get that too. Punchable. So I totally understand that. I've heard that many times. Um, it's a tough life. It's a tough life being punchable. Do you have like a smile? Are you a, I haven't seen your face. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Are you smiling? What kind? Of, what kind of punchable? It's. Um, I think. I think I come across with a smug face. It's not intentional smug at all. Face. Yeah. But I. I guess I smirk too much, which. I mean, I would find punchable too, but I guess that's that's how it comes across. You know, some people have like resting bitch face and all that stuff. I guess they have resting yeah. smug face, which sucks. Mine's mine's arrogant, and I, I don't think that I, I, I'm not cocky. People just assume I am because I have so much going for me. <laughs> My face. That's that's good. Yeah, that, that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, you you've got other things going too, and I wanted to ask you about your Twitter account because you have so many good like one-liners that are on there. Do you use that as as kind of a, a testing for, for jokes or some kind of like writing material? Or is it just posting whatever's yeah. on your mind? Um, I try to post funny stuff, but it's a, it's a great way because if I have an idea and I don't have a show for three days, I'm uh-huh. going gonna, gonna to probably lose the nerve to try it. Where if it, if it does really well on Twitter, I'm going to try some version of it on stage. So it's a great way to get an immediate feedback rather than waiting to have to go on stage to try it. That's a uh, good... But there are some things I post that have absolutely no place on stage that are purely visual or, wor- or, or wording based or letter based. So it's just fun. Right with Monday Pun Day. Keep it strong. 
which, yeah, which Monday is your Pondays, account? Uh, yeah, that's uh, my Twitter handle. It's also my, my website is mondayponday.com. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to check that out. It's uh, I do a, a it's a web comic, so every Monday I post a drawing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a visual play on words. Yeah, so you probably seen something like it. Best example is like um, a shirtless caveman sculpting a vase would be a Harry Potter. <laughs> so puzzles like that, and I do a, a lot of those for like six years. So that is that is awesome. Have you always drawn, or was this just something you discovered a few years ago? Um, I always drew a little bit, and then when I was kind of just getting into the workforce, I was very bad at my job, and I would just draw those for um, some of that. Uh, I would just draw those for coworkers based off something uh, a teacher did in high school, and start putting them on Facebook. Uh, so I was, I've gotten better at drawing because I do it so much, but I'm still quite a novice. So. They're really cool, though. I mean, it's a it's a great Thank site. MondayPunday.com. You even have an app for it. Is that I'm just noticing that. Yeah, the Monday app. <laughs> I did not make that. A big fan of the website uh, was just like, "Hey, I made this. Is that cool?" I'm like, "Yeah. Do I pay you?" He was like, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> yeah. so, How yeah. great is that? It was amazing. Brandon <laughs> Minnick, he's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Brandon. That's that's great. Well, um, what else can people find you? You know, you've got this this comedy special and the album coming out both on uh, on Friday, October 21st. Anything else that you're working on that you, you'd want to bring up? Um, nothing. Not that you nothing need anything right else. Now. It's kind of a lot already. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, check out the, the website. Support, the website's totally free. It's, it's a great way to waste time. If you want to, you know, if, if you've had your fill on my stand-up on Spotify and YouTube and stuff like that, check out the website. Try it with some friends. Um, your, get your left brain going. Nice. Are you prepared for this Friday for what's going to happen with the explosion of probably new Twitter followers and everything that's going to go on with this? I, uh, I'm managing my expectations. Uh, my Conan clip did very well on Reddit, and that was, um, that was an explosion I wasn't expecting. That was really neat. Got a lot of, uh, overnight, got a lot of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram followers. Uh, also some pretty horrible people on the Internet, Oh yeah, uh, I've learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Terrible, monstrous people. But, uh, um, how do you handle them? Do you just ignore it, or do you write them back? Absolutely ignore it. Don't, yeah. don't. I don't like their tweets. I don't. I don't block them. I don't want them to know I've even seen it. I'm not giving them that. I'm not giving them that. All they want is some reaction, and I'm not going to gratify them with that, I, positive or negative. I feel that same way about it. You know, if we if we get anybody tweeting at us, and and it's. Something horrible, I generally will not respond. But yeah, it's that same thing. I don't yeah. want them to even get the satisfaction of seeing that I've read it or that I know it's even yep. there. But there's some people that will yeah. go back at them and hit them hard and, you know, more power to them. I know Andy Kindler does that yeah. all the time, but I'm like, that's. He's no. bulletproof, though. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So there's, funny. there's nothing you could say to him. That's what kinda... do you go after him for? You have a strange cadence. <laughs> yeah. like, you're not as successful as you should be. Like, she's like, I, I know. I, I'm, I'm very aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing you could say that could take that guy down. Um, no, nothing. But that's funny. Well, anyway, man, thank you so much for calling in. Like, really excited for Appreciate it. for your success and thank congratulations, you so much. and uh, excited to see where it goes from here. And thank you for supporting uh, comedy in all its different forms. Absolutely, yeah. definitely. So get the album this Friday, October 21st. It's pedantic and the debut on Comedy Central. Check them both out, Matthew. Thanks a lot. Keep it crispy. Sure. <laughs> All right, we'll do. <laughs> All right, bye. Thank bye. You. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.
There we go. That was Matthew Broussard right here on Fun Employment Radio. What a nice young gentleman. You guys can bond over your punchable faces. Yeah, yeah, the punchable face. <laughs> Man. I wonder what it is, like what particular features it is that make someone's face so punchable. Um, I think it's bad attitudes and everybody else. That's where the problem is. Yeah, it's everybody else. It's not mm-hmm. you. It's not just everyone collectively thinking that you have a punchable mm-hmm. face. It's, yeah. it's all those people, not the one face that you have. Yeah, no, it's not me. It's not that one. It's not me at all. Yeah, no, not that's the not it. Common denominator. Nope. No idea what you're talking about. Okay. No, but seriously, I do wonder because some people do have like severely punchable faces. Like, is it because well, like the way I your mean, voice sounds, the way your eyes? I don't think are it has anything squinchy? to do with voice. I think it's just, um, I think it's just like appearance. It's just people have judgmental appearance. You know, people are are judgmental when they look at you. They just don't like the looks of you. Yeah, but that's, see, that's on your. That's your fault. It's not my fault. So, you mean I am who fault. I am. I'm just as God made me. Maybe it's because you seem like a brat. <laughs> a brat? You seem like a brat. <laughs> you do. I don't know why. Like, I think just your general demeanor. Like, I, I know you. You're a very nice person, but you do seem kind of bratty. Bratty? What do you mean? I don't know. You look like you're just kind of a shithead. I'm not a shithead. I mean, I don't know. Hmm. Let's do some World of Crazy. Hello, my <laughs> friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my World of Crazy. Are you just mad that I don't that you're not going to get cast in my play? Because <laughs> yes, you're not going to get the role of Patty. I'm sorry. I don't want to be Patty. You are not Patty material. I'm not Patty material. I don't yeah. want to be Patty material. I don't okay, want to be material good. enough to be in your. Because I don't play. want this to be embarrassing. If I you're like, oh, take... I'd like to play Patty. I'm like, uh, I don't need to take that step backward in my career. Okay. You are just not Patty material. It's just not going to work out. That should be your best insult. And this is totally proving that you're in no way bratty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First up. Pancakes ready. (laughs) Out of San Francisco, a new invention has been created. Uh, So this is a San Francisco inventor who has designed a bike lock that is designed to emit a smell that will make thieves who are trying to steal your bike actually vomit. Because it's like that bad of a stench. Which is Mm. kind of awesome. That's kind of cool. How does it set off, though? I'll tell you. All right. So a San Francisco inventor is taking aim at bike theft with a skunk lock. This is what he's calling. He's <laughs> actually uh, he's raising money on a, uh, for it at Indiegogo right now. It's a lock designed to fight back by emitting a vomit-inducing odor. So this guy's name is Daniel Idowski. He's seeking funding on, in, uh, funding on Indiegogo for the skunk lock, which he said was inspired by the recent theft of his friend's bike uh, from outside of a Whole Foods, of course. San Francisco outside of a Whole Foods, um, even though despite the fact that the bike was uh, secured by two separate locks, somebody was still able to cut through the locks and get the bike. So uh, he, he decided to create this one. It's a medium carbon steel U-lock. Uh, it's designed to emit a noxious odor when someone tries to cut through it Wow! with a saw, an angle grinder, or any other tool just trying to break through. So Does it like burst out like like a skunk? Like, does it spray you it's with It's inside smell? Of, the, of the carbon steel. Yeah, but still... Wouldn't you just have to suffer through that for a couple of minutes, and then when you cut it off, you're free and clear of it? I mean, if you're vomit, like profusely vomiting, I don't think that you'd want to probably continue to steal a bike unless you're I don't really know. into the bike. I don't know. Uh, so the chemicals inside the lock uh, you include a concoction dubbed Formula D1. So it causes difficulty breathing, and it's pretty much immediately vomit-inducing. Oh, so a lot is it of, like pepper spray? A, a lot of, of similar symptoms to pepper spray. Okay. Uh, so he said he and his team have tested out the chemicals at various dins- uh, distances themselves to see how effective it is. At two feet, it's pretty bad. He said it was absolutely vomit-inducing. I actually threw up uh, when I got closer to it. So it's uh, 
vomit-inducing in about 99% of people. Yeah. Yeah, at 10 feet, it's definitely detectable and very unpleasant. So if you would like to pre-order one of these things, you can find it, go to Indiegogo and look up Skunk Lock. Uh, it's $99 to pre-order it, and they're scheduled to be shipped out in June of 2017. Hmm. Which I kind of would be you mildly s- interested in getting one of those. You want a Skunk Lock? I kind of want a Skunk Lock. All right. So I'm always afraid of my, I mean, my bike isn't super expensive or anything, but I love my bike. Yeah. And I would be super bummed if somebody stole it. Well, there are a lot of bike thieves around here. Yeah, there was a bike stolen out of my apartment building. There are signs that in my thing, which makes me nervous. Don't you lock it up in there? I do lock it up in there, but someone well, cut through a lock. No, that's that sucks. Yeah, you in your think? locked apartment building. In so somebody in your apartment building. is a thief. Somebody got into there. Yeah, so I'm totally gonna get the somebody either lock. let a thief in, or you have a thief in that apartment. This there is a discussion s- first for a whole yeah. segment here. There are some seedy, seedier people that have moved into my building. I don't know if the vetting have you process. Investigated is, them? Not really, but it it's just a little odd. Like they're the the long timers who I know, like all those people who have lived in the building for a few plus mm-hmm. years. But I mean, it's you know changing. It's a lot of like younger. Uh, I don't know. Do you want uh, me to do some reconnaissance? I do not. Thank you for asking. Next story out of Winber, Pennsylvania. A Pennsylvania man is now trying to win the record for the world's largest Ouija board that he painted on top of a hotel that he has. Why is there a world record for that? Because there's a world record for everything. It's not what it used to be, Greg. Boy. Yeah, so it's a massive Ouija board that he's constructed on the top of a reportedly haunted hotel in Pennsylvania. Could be the world's largest. That's what he's trying to find out. Blair Murphy hopes to have his 44-foot by 29-foot Ouija board constructed atop of his home slash hotel at the Grand Midway Hotel featured in the Guinness Book of World Records. So, uh, yeah, so he actually contacted them to see if they would create a category. If they made the painting, they said that they would, because apparently they make a category for anything. We need to figure out... I don't out. understand why, why you would need that. Well, uh, he's an independent... Hey, I do not like Ouija boards. I know you don't. That's... No, I don't like them. What's there to be afraid I of, I don't Greg? like them. I don't like it. Actually, well, if you, you want to see me use a Ouija board, you can go to funemploymentradio.com and uh, click on the link right on the front page and... Uh, get yourself a copy of Nightmare at Nibblers. Nightmare at Nibblers was the ghost investigation of my house, and well, I just guess I just gave you a little bit of a spoiler, but uh, go there now. For we need to do a follow up to that because it, especially since things keep there's, occurring and it's been a while. There's some weird things that have been happening. Mm-hmm. That I'm not gonna lie. Well, it's usually around this time of the year too, so we should try and do something. Yeah. In the not-so-distant yeah. future. Oh, Silk in the live chat just uh, bought a copy. Oh, awesome, Silk. Nightmare at Nibblers right She's there. She's also my new Radio. Facebook friend. Hi. Yes, I as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Ouija board, which he created in con- uh, conjunction with local artists, uh, said that it might stir some controversy in this western Pennsylvania community. Uh, it's a pretty conservative town, so he's sure that there's uh, some mixed feelings out there. So he's planning on having, if you live around this place, he's planning on having the board completed on Halloween and will offer nighttime tours of his home for $10 a person. <laughs> Wait, with 10 bucks to go in this guy's house? Just well, it's, to a, his... ho- it's a, a historic haunted hotel that he purchased. Now he lives in it. I'm still and not paying the... $10 well, to go no, in the dude's I'm... house. I... If it was close to You would to give me... him $10 to go in there? Maybe. I think it sounds kind of interesting to go and get to explore like a historic I doubt it just like turns hotel. you loose. It's like, well, oh, no, here's I don't 10 bucks, walk his around, drawers. go through everything. I just want to kind of... Go snoop through all my stuff. Like, I don't think that's what's going to be happening. No, I don't want to snoop through his stuff. Mm, I just really like snoop. old, like, haunted buildings. I think it would be interesting to be able to go and inside. And snooping. 
That's you, Greg. No, I am not the snooper. You're the peeper and the snooper. No, I may be the peeper, You're the snooper but you, peeper. you are the snooper. Mm-mm. Absolutely. You know that's true. I don't true. know what you're talking about. I do about. not snoop. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I do have another story. And this is about chips, Greg. Greg, are you a fan of potato chips? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm mm-hmm. trying not to eat them anymore, and I haven't bought any for a while. Well, a Swedish brewery is now in the news after making the world's most expensive potato chips. Mm, why? What? Are, why? Well, I can't wait to tell you. So this is St. Eric's Brewery in Sweden. Is now claiming that it has crafted the world's most expensive and perfect potato chip. Of course, it pairs perfectly with their signature India Pale Ale, but they're meant to be savored, not inhaled like a big bag of shame Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Now, the chips are made in partnership with the Swedish na- uh, National Culinary Team as a project to create the world's most exclusive chip. Now, if you'd like to purchase these, for $56, oh. you get a wood box full of five chips. Oh, that's ridiculous. What is on these chips? Five chips for $56. What's, what's on them? Like, what is in them that makes them $56? Well, Greg, well, what makes these potato chips so pricey? Well, each chip is seasoned with a variety of rare ingredients only found in Nordic countries during certain times of the year. Uh, Matsutake mushrooms are supposedly picked by hands wearing cotton gloves. Truffle seaweed isn't actually a truffle, but tastes like it. Lexand onion is picked and harvested according to the exacting specifications, and a powerful, potent dill rounds out the flavor. So each chip is one of these flavors, or all these flavors are in one chip? The potatoes themselves come from the Amarnas region, which are only cultivated in very limited numbers on a rocky, dangerous slope. That is only climbed once a year under the blue harvest moon. This is the most pretentious thing I think I've ever read. <laughs> no. This is a no all around. Like, and I am a well, chip lover. You are alone in that assessment, but Greg, I'm not because pay they are selling buck. out. They are selling out Seriously? of these chips. They have released, they released a limited supply of them. They had a hundred boxes that they had produced, and those sold out immediately. 500 potato chips sold for what $5,600 where's the proof of that uh, I don't the brewery said it's considering making more but the flavor may not be the same since the ingredients are so rare no no I don't need any pretentious chip eaters around me There you have it, my friends. That is your world of crazy. Crazy. Five chips for 50 seconds. Crazy. That's enough. That's enough. We've heard enough of your singing today. So lonely. We've reached your singing quota. That's that's too much. Well, we need to do a little bit of ball talk. Oh, God. There isn't singing in that, is it? Oh, no. Maybe. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Got a short, short set of balls here for you today. <laughs> okay. First up, before we get to the balls, we'll do a little bit of pucks. Puck talk. Puck talk. This comes from the Washington Capitals. Capitals. Where forward uh, Daniel Winnick was playing hockey, and uh, a puck struck him on the side of the head, which is. Pretty scary when that happens. They do wear helmets, but still, that's pucks are going very, very fast, and they're hard. 
And uh, this struck him on the side of the head and took off a piece of his ear. Uh, um, why are you saying this? I'm just letting you know what happened. It's my job to, to tell that. you what's going on. I'm never going to talk to someone and be like, hey, did you hear about the guy who lost his ear because a puck hit him? That's not a conversational piece. Well, it's what happened. I mean, Ugh. that's all I can tell you. Ugh. So that happened. Anyway, someone from someone who has sustained an ear splitting injury. How I did that not. happen again? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Was it a puck that hit you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was it. So that desk just came right okay. up and hit you, smacked you on All the back. Right. All right. Uh, so, so there's that. Moving on to ball talk. It's getting closer and closer to happening. The Oakland Raiders moving to Las Vegas. So, owner, the owner, <laughs> owner, uh, that's just his Is name. Is that his name? Owner. 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 <laughs> uh, no, the owner of the Raiders has uh, been being pretty public about it, how he's upset with uh, Oakland and about how they have disrespected the Raider organization and they have not come forward with a plan to basically buy him a stadium. That's what he wants. And so Las Vegas, though, is... More than happy to get throw a ton of money mm-hmm. at them to bring the Raiders to town. They've just passed some kind of a bill. Basically, he's getting everything paid for in a brand new stadium if he can get it over to Las Vegas. Now, it does still have to pass a proposal with the 32 owners, so 24 of them have to vote in favor of it. Okay. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they went for it because there's a lot of money to be made in Las Vegas. Even if attendance wasn't that great, it... I would think there's a lot of things they could do there to make a ton of money, mm-hmm. which sucks for Oakland. But my guess it is that it will be the Las Vegas Raiders. So oh, wow. Yeah. All right, moving on, ball talk. That was just the, the new stuff I had to get to. Uh, there is a big push right now. So the Major League Baseball playoffs are happening. We already have the American League winner, which was the Cleveland Indians, who will be going there and then facing the winner of the Cubs versus the Dodgers. However, there's a big push right now for Cleveland for when they have their home game to have the first pitch thrown out by Charlie Sheen. <laughs> wild thing. And that is... Oh, God. Oh, don't say wild. What was he... Wait, you know what that's from, Yeah, right? Major League, right? Major League, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah I remember. Ricky Vaughn. I remember. He's Ricky Vaughn in Major League, and that's how his entrance thing would always be, was wild thing, because he threw wild pitches until he put glasses on. And so they're they're trying to advocate. And Charlie Sheen already posted and said, "If called, I will do it absolutely." So Charlie well, of course, Sheen's if you get in. the chance to like throw the first pitch at the World Series, I mean, it would be pretty funny to see. Is he going to wear the glasses and everything? I mean, you would think he'd have to dress up in the full outfit and see, walk. Look, from, I even knew the and, glasses, Greg. Yeah, and you walk. To tell me. Well, I did just tell you actually. Uh, I, I literally just said he was wearing glasses. So. I thought you meant sunglasses. No, but I remember the glasses with the tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it would be pretty awesome. Yeah, if he walked from like the back from the way back and then uh, and then came out the wild thing that would be oh wow that'd be pretty that would be I would watch it I would be entertained well, I'm gonna watch it anyway I mean I'm, I'm not a big wild baseball fan thing. but I definitely me, 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 like watching me, it when it gets to this point I'll we'll just thing. stop talking now me, 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 that'll be part of the spinoff shows but anyway so that's happening uh, moving on to ball talk the Chicago Cubs are one win away from making it to the World Series. So right now they're up three games to two against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And so they're going to be playing game six tomorrow night, which is Saturday. It'll be in Chicago. If Chicago wins, it will be the first time they've been to the World Series since 1945. Wow. 
And they haven't won a World Series in a lot longer than that. It was 1908, I want to say. I, I don't know, a billion years ago. That's how many years that was. So 1945, so it'll be the first time they make it to the World Series if they can get this one more game. Now it is the Cubs. Do they cook it? Well, I mean, it's been since 1945, <laughs> you know, that they've been there. Uh, you would think they'll, they'll make it. I mean, the odds are in their favor. I will say this. Chicago is going to erupt. I do want to watch the game because if they do win on um, Saturday night, the city of Chicago is going to go crazy, even though they haven't even won the World Series just because they win the pennant, the National League pennant. And there are a number of songs that are no. being created, including this. If you haven't seen Hamilton. As the worst case, cast into oblivion where every June the honeymoon was over. Wind up to be the favorites for October. With new owners, cash flowing to signing bonuses. They got a lot farther by tanking a lot harder. But it was a lot smarter. Got opening day starters, cause Epstein, he filled up the farm and knew how to barter. And every day the team was being raided and traded away from pennant races we didn't participate in. The ivy turned yellow and red in an empty stadium. The Cubbies were ready to rain and kept waiting. Then in 2015, almost like Wait, why is what did you say about Hamilton? Is this like from the So this is from Hamilton, the <laughs> the play. Wait, this is them, the people no. who do him? Oh, no, no, okay. no, it's a spoof of Hamilton. Oh, okay. I've heard of Hamilton. I know that it's taking the world by storm. I really know nothing about it. Except for I saw the dude host Saturday Night Live and he was awesome. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Team at Clark and Addison. We are the team at Clark and okay. <laughs> no, leave that. Anyway. It's being noted in the chat. Um, that everyone really appreciates your song choices and they're so glad uh, that you Tony says to for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jakey says they should have practiced a couple times before recording this shit. Rick Rutherford says, Greg, you fucker, make it stop. It has been it was put up on the 15th. It's been viewed 62,000 times. I love how you always have to point that out. 423 likes, only seven downvotes. Okay. Leave that there. All right, so that is tomorrow night. Finally in Ball Talk, we have to do this. We have to do this. I have to make my predictions. Okay. For college football, I've been virtually unstoppable this year. With my predictions, every weekend I make a... Three predictions in association with college football about who is going to win. And like I said, virtually I've got, I think, probably close to all almost no, that's never not mildly how incorrect. Works. I mean, I, no. there's not an untrue statement that I've possibly said. I'm pretty sure that you lie a lot. Mm, I, I don't know any proof, so. Mm-hmm. There's no proof that you don't do it. I, I mean. You know, except for, you know, the numerical statistics. proof is in the pudding as they say no it's not it's all right first up i'm gonna make a prediction right here we will go with oh that game already happened um let's go to a different game sarah i sent the list over to you too because i spent hours studying these Ooh, here's a close one number 17 arkansas the razorbacks they're pigs like uh razor things on them Oh, like with the razor hair? Like they have a yeah. little like, line? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
versus the Auburn Tigers. There are no Tigers <sighs> in Alabama. Number 21, Auburn versus number 17, Arkansas. The game is taking place in Auburn, Auburn, Alabama. However, the winner will be the Razorbacks stomping some Tigers. Razorbacks will that win that one. really gross. Moving on in ball talk, we've got... Hmm. Oh, I need to stack my numbers. Okay, Purdue versus Nebraska. Wait, what was the one that you just did? Arkansas. Okay. Purdue versus Nebraska. Number eight, Nebraska. Mike Riley, former coach of the Oregon State Beavers, uh, actually getting a good team to coach, uh, showing what he can do with that because they're undefeated. 6-0. and oh. Undefeated with Mike Riley over there. I wish we could have kept Mike Riley and taken the Nebraska team. Deep thoughts by Greg Nibbler. That's what I wish would have happened. So the Cornhuskers versus the Boilermakers. Real exciting mascots, the two of them. Mm-hmm. Cornhuskers are going to beat the Boilermakers. In that one, Nebraska will win. And the final one, Sarah, please uh, hit me with it. I want to do uh, number one, Alabama versus number six, Stinky School, Texas A&M. Oh, Sarah's Stinky School, Texas A&M. Known for that because uh, Sarah knew knew a girl from Texas A&M who was stinky. Who stole all my clothes and never took a shower. Who stole all her clothes and never took a shower. And I had to live with her. Sarah's forgiven her many times over. All right, so Alabama versus Texas A&M. Oh, boy. Alabama Crimson Tide. Versus the Aggies. Aggies is a boring nickname. <sighs> Boy, this is a tough one. Sarah, I'm going to have to say this. What? The Crimson Tide is rolling in off the bay and choking them Aggies out all the way back to Texas. It is Jesus. Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide will win. Okay, thank you. There you go. There's Are we your done three. Now? That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Are you going to feel personally responsible if the Cubs lose? No. The I mean, Cubs aren't going to lose. Declaring over I, made a and prediction, over again. I made a prediction before this uh, Major League Baseball season began that the Chicago Cubs would win the World Series. I am five wins away from having that come to fruition. So a lot of Cubs fans aren't going to be pretty pissed at it you was, for jinxing them. It was a prediction. Them. I'm not like a Cubs fan. You're not? Everyone's a fan of the underdog. Are you rooting? You're not rooting for the Cubs? I am not. I don't. I don't root for my predictions. My predictions, I just make predictions based Mm -hmm. on numbers and math. Statistics. Statistically speaking. Yeah, so with my lady brain. I'm so sorry. (laughs) With your your lady brain. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm just a lady podcaster over here. The lowly lady podcast. All right, send us an email, radio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Ben asks, are you going to do something special if they win? I thought everybody would do something special for me if they win. Oh, man. I would finally get the accolades I so deserve Nobody will ever give you accolades. They'll just, like, kind of skirt past it. Like, if you're right, nobody's going to celebrate it. Nobody ever celebrates again, it when I'm right. Punchable face. Yeah. You're going to be kicked out of... Greg of all trades. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm everyone. sure the security is going to be real tight there. <laughs> yeah. It's it could be the next Hamilton. I'm telling you, that could be along the lines Don't of what I'm going do there. That. Uh, like I said, send us an email. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You were all wonderful. wonderful we love people. you all so much. And uh, yeah. Oh, uh, if you are a live listener, tune back in about 4 p.m. today. Today, October 21st. 2016. Awesome. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. No, Monday. Monday. Bye. Bye.
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs> 